It's showtime. Your testicles are extremely engorged. Hello, and welcome to the <laughs> official podcast of the real movie capital of the world, Flick City. Mm. I am one of the two mayors of Flick City. My name is Mayor Eric Halloween. And my name is Mayor Jeremy. What? Oh, frick. What's my, what's my, what, what, what did I decide that I was going to go by? I think last time you said, uh, hmm, I can't recall actually, to be honest with you, <laughs> but I don't think okay. people will be mad if you change Changed your name. It. All right. Well, then my name is Mayor, uh, Jeremy, uh, Mayor, uh, Jeremy, uh, God, Wasserman? All right. Is that something? I think so. <laughs> I don't know what the reference is, but uh, kind of something. I know uh, someone who's maybe last maybe maybe my name is maybe my name is Jeremy, uh, Mayor Jeremy the Butcher. I mean, we can Mayor? always just go with a classic. Yeah, Jeremy the Butcher is a classic. Jeremy yeah, the Butcher, Jeremy. which uh, you you had used as your as your uh, moniker for um, our. Uh, Adam Sandler and Martin Scorsese yes. series, and I uh, admitted like halfway through the podcast, we had been doing it for like a year, and uh-huh. I didn't realize it was a uh, what the reference was until we finally got to the oh, uh, right. Gangs yeah. of New York. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So right. I was just like laugh at like just like haha yeah Jeremy Ha-ha, the Butcher so funny you know. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, anyway, this is episode two, Flick City, the official podcast of uh, the real movie capital of the world. We're talking, yeah, Jeremy, you know what we're going to do today? Uh, we're going to talk about Bo is Afraid a little later, yeah. uh, but we uh, are going to do something that uh, we will be uh, doing regularly on the show is, uh, I have, Jeremy, I've collected uh, a number of, uh, I'm going to say, exciting mm-hmm. uh Store, uh, what's it called? News items of the about the world of oh. cinema. These are these are actually all these all have to do with like movies that are going to come out soon that I think oh, great. Uh, are relevant uh, to uh, our listeners, past and present. Perfect. So uh, I, I love a, I love a good present listener, but I'm gonna not gonna lie, Eric. I like a good past listener too. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm fine with either. If I had any, if I had to choose, though, I'd pitch, pick a future listener because uh, mm-hmm. those are, yeah. I, I mean, the the podcast listeners of the future are really uh, what make this show great, in my opinion. I do too. Yeah, and this They're, town, this city of Flick City. Yeah, and also, if they're a listener in the future, they might be a baby. 
We can't forget that. That's true. Uh, so babies will love our Patreon. Uh, first of all, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, why don't you tell, you're, you're good at pitching the podcast to the people. Tell them, oh, tell yeah. them what's going on over there. We are uh, right now on a Patreon. We basically put out a free episode, a bonus episode every single week. And we have a lot of fun over there on the Patreon. We don't, we don't necessarily stick to uh, to one thing. We kind of bounce around, and you know, we listen to uh, our mighty patrons and what they kind of, uh, you know, uh, what they're interested in, what they kind of want us to cover, what they, you know, what they're watching maybe um, uh, on the side. We've covered stuff like Tales from the Crypt before, like the show, like season by season, which has been really fun. Uh, but currently, right now, we're we're in what we call Spielberg Summer or the Summer of Spielberg, which is basically. We've been going through uh, some choice Spielberg um, films from his earlier uh, his earlier work, and uh, uh, yeah, we we've covered uh, Indiana Jones, both uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom, but uh, along with E.T., Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Jaws, you know, a bunch of summer classics, and uh, this week we're covering Empire of the Sun, which is like a a lesser known. Uh, Spielberg uh, film. So yeah, go over to patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. You're going to want to check all that stuff out. Um, And uh, you know, um, if you don't, well, you're in for a beat down. I'll tell you that. Yep. That is a threat from uh, your boys at at Flick City. If you don't give us money, you're going to get beat up by us. Yes. And uh, that's a fact. Uh, yeah. And I, I would be lying if I said that I haven't been uh, singing the song Island in the Sun all week and replacing <laughs> the word with the Empire of the Sun. Right, yeah. Because uh, I have been. Right. Uh, Jeremy, I hate to say it, my man, but you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. <laughs> what? Have you heard about this movie? This is no, a uh, what, what? <laughs> a new Adam Sandler movie is coming out uh, on Netflix. It was announced. There's a trailer out there. What? Uh, the t- the uh, the articles, you know, the headlines, the all the all the creative little uh, you know movie writers out there are, are writing mm-hmm. these headlines that are saying stuff like uh, this is different than uh, the other Sandler movies. You know, so he's doing something different. And you are so not invited to my... I'm looking it up now. Yes. I, I will tell you, he's getting the family involved. Oh, wow. Uh, I believe it stars Sonny Sandler, one of his daughters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think like all of the Sandlers are involved at, at some yeah. point. Right. But Except it his is, wife never gets to play his wife. It looks like Adina Menzel <laughs> is playing his wife and Great. Jackie Sandler is playing someone else. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a family affair and it, it, it seems to be, uh, I, I, I'll say this, we're not, probably not the target audience for this one, but, uh, I think we'll probably <laughs> cover it. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, considering we've, uh, covered all of the Adam Sandler movies, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like, a film about, uh, I guess like two uh, I, I, from my from from what I could gather from the uh, from the trailer, it's like a film about like two young ladies who uh, whose friendship 
hits a rocky patch. And uh, so is, I don't is, know. Uh, Adam Sandler ensues, I guess. Not, is he not the uh, the main character then? He's not the main character. So let me pull up the uh, uh, thing here. I'm kind of looking at the IMDb right now. It looks like Sandler and Luis Guzman are back in action, though, from a little punch drunk uh, to now. Love it. Yeah. Hey, Sarah. Sarah, Sher- Sarah, Sarah Squirm's S- in it. Sarah Squirm is in it. Uh, Dan Bula. <laughs> Yes. So I'm uh it's interesting. Uh why I there's I'm conflicted because I am someone who uh doesn't love the idea of nepotism <laughs> babies <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. or just like nepotism in general. Yeah, uh sure. That being said, I'm trying to be like a little bit more open-minded these days, mm. and <laughs> I like how you're trying to be op- more open-minded to nepotism. <laughs> uh, well, what I, really, I'm just I'm trying to like lower my blood pressure. Is this I is what you. it is? <laughs> I know I knew exactly what you meant, but it just was so. I'm trying to pick the things that I get angry about, and uh, I don't like. I, so maybe part of this is that a uh, little shift in my in my point of view as of late, but, uh, I don't really mind this. I think it's fine. Uh, I think it's, I'll say like at any, uh, anything different that Sandler does at this point with his, you know, Netflix contract or his, uh, any of the films Mm -hmm. that he does really, I'm on board with, uh, seems like in this movie, he just kind of plays like a dad, uh, who's, uh, hopefully like maybe, a little nicer than some of the dads he's played in, in movies past, but he probably has some <laughs> funny, like embarrassing dad moments and is just kind of like the embarrassing dad in the, yeah uh, in this movie about uh, this ter- teenage girl and her, uh, bat mitzvah. But, sure. uh, also, yeah. um, my, f- my least favorite Seth MacFarlane project is embarrassing dad. You know what I mean? Embarrassing dad. I, Yeah. I know as exactly opposed to uh, American Dad. <laughs> I mean, that's really like the whole premise of uh, Family Guy, The Simpsons. Uh, <laughs> home I mean, Improvement. Yeah, yeah, Home Improvement. I mean, South yeah. Park, kind of. South Park with uh, Jerry. Or Randy. Uh, Randy. Randy. Marsh. Randy, Randy Marsh. Yes. 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 Uh, but yeah, so uh, that is uh, you are so not. Uh, invited to my bat mitzvah, which is uh, so interesting. Yes, and uh, you know what? I would encourage our listeners to to take a look at that trailer. I think it's uh, you know, like I said, not not probably not a movie that was not made for me, but I uh, think it's cool that you know Sandler's doing something. I do actually kind of think it's cool that he's just like. He 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 has like I don't know what like what the status of his Netflix uh like contract is at this point or like how many more right. movies he needs to fulfill. But I'm fine. I'm fine with him just giving some of that to like family members and stuff. Oh like he, yeah, he I mean it shit. would be it would be great if he gave more to like I don't know like uh Kit, yeah Chris Rock or Spade or something. Yeah, like, or like up and coming like actors who are yeah not sure sure children um, of famous people, but. But I mean, like you know, it, you know, nepotism aside, like I mean, we put up with it for the Apatows. Like, why not 
you know, Sandler, I guess. But it is like, uh, I'm always, I, yeah, I'm very interested to see what this what this movie is and what this movie becomes. Um, could be, uh, could be cool. You, you know, know I'm uh, just uh, like you said, it's probably a kids movie, but that don't mean there's not going to be something in there for the adults as well. Yeah, Disney Channel vibes, but uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm just now connecting in my head that Wasserman is Bo's last name and Bo is afraid. Yeah, right, uh, yeah. So now I get it now. Yeah. So, uh, hey, what do you think of this? Uh, what, first of all, what do you think of the Saw franchise? Oh, uh, it's funny you asked me that. I feel like I think it's fine. Like, I've never, I've, I liked the first movie and didn't watch any of the other movies um, for, like, a trashy you know, like horror franchise. They they do have a new Saw coming out though. I saw the trailer for it uh, last night at the movies when I was at the movies. Love it. And uh, did you, is that where you were, where you were going? That's what I was getting into. Yeah. That's what I was, yeah. uh, what'd you think of that trailer? Um, It, it was, it, I, I remember turning to my buddy Alex next to me and being like, the tone of that was certainly weird. <laughs> like, like it was, uh, it was just not what I expected from a Saw trailer or whatever. Where it was yeah. Like, it, see, it almost was painting the Saw guy as the hero of the movie. That That is the controversy. That's that's the headline on a lot of these freaking articles that all these damn movie nerds. You know, all I'm reading a lot because I'm trying to, like, you know, stay on top of things and find of course. things to talk about for this. And uh, I like that you're reading articles again. That's great. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't even know you knew how. I, I I do. Uh, it's something I, I've tried not to do in the past is read, uh-huh. but you, you kind of have to do it uh, sometimes. Uh, but I will say the standards for film journalism these days is not <laughs> it's not the highest. Oh. But uh, it's just it, AI now, I assume, right? Or is it? Or is there still people writing? about movies yeah i mean i'm opening these articles and some of them just say beep boop beep boop beep, 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 <laughs> over and over sweet um but yeah that's that's the headline on this uh, is uh, that i've that i've been seeing is that like people are people are up in arms about the uh uh the way that uh jigsaw uh, what's jigsaw. the guy's i forget the character's name in the movie but uh the the guy jigsaw. who plays the guy who is jigsaw uh, the the in the trailer he is uh shown to be uh having he, he has a tumor I believe that he's getting removed or something so he's like getting right. this medical proce- procedure done. John Kramer is the name uh, of the jigsaw guy, uh, and he uh, I guess the the people the the medical uh staff that were operating <laughs> on him. They they don't remove it or something. So yeah, he's like, yes. Yeah, so he's angry about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm actually curious to to hear to to find out like more about that because I don't know if they messed up or if maybe they like know who he is and they were like trying to, you know, kill oh, the guy. Right. But yeah. But uh, basically, the movie is him like seeking revenge on them, and you know, of course, a saw like scenario, which I you know. I, I don't necessarily know that that makes him. I guess it kind of in that scenario makes him a hero, but uh, <laughs> everyone in that scenario sounds like a shithead to me. But yeah. uh, 
and we do call it a scenario, by the way. If it's a, a scenario, if it's a saw related yeah. scenario, yeah. My bad. My bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you? So do you? I, well, let, let me ask you this because I answered. Do Do you like the Saw franchise? Uh, I think I uh, got up to like five or something where I was. What uh, the hell? I would watch them. Uh, yeah, I kind of liked them. I mean, I I can't really. That rocks. I didn't know that you had seen them all. No, nah, well, I'd, I've seen half of them at this point, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know. Like at, at a certain point, I, I, I'm just... I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> like I sure. might see well, Saw. Many, I might see Saw many 10, are there? but it's... How many are there? Oh, there's 10. I think Saw X... I think it's Saw 10 is the... Oh, my gosh. Um... But yeah, I mean, it's uh, the the Saw movies more than like any horror movies have given me like I've had legitimate like nightmares based on things that happen in Saw movies (laughs) uh, to a point where those those and weirdly enough, the paranormal activities are the ones that like legitimately scared me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah, I I like uh, I like that first one. Thought that first one was pretty good, pretty clever, but uh, didn't just hadn't seen any of the other ones. So I don't know. Are there, do you recommend which ones? Do you recommend of the series? Are they all pretty much the same? Or are they all pretty good? Or uh, I it's been a while. I I can't. I don't think I could re- recommend a specific one. I think uh, the issue that I had with it too, with like watching so many in a row, was that it's kind of like the same scenario every time you're you're really just watching it to see like different people die in different ways <laughs> and that just like doesn't yeah, <laughs> interest me a ton except for maybe with like the final destinations which by the way i think they're making a new one of those oh bring back sawa yeah sawa i want the sawa saw- cut <laughs> yeah but uh what is that what was that movie w- that we did on the patreon with him uh or he's like Ah, damn, what's it called? You, uh, you are the one. Hand, I believe. Idle hands. Idle hands. Yes, yeah, I knew yeah, it had yeah. something to do with hands. Yeah, right. Man, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, by the way, off topic. It, 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 have how you about seen instead of the, how about instead of sauce ten, we get sawa ten. Love it. <laughs> and it's right, just him. So sorry, I, yeah, it's just him doing sauce. I don't know. I interrupted you to say that, which was not worth it. So, wh- uh, what were you gonna say? Well, I was going to say, speaking of hands, have you seen the uh, the the A twenty four hand movie? I did watch that. Yes, quite um, good, quite good. You know, I there was it was at my local cinema for a while, and I, I had been thinking oh, I'll probably go pop in and see that one. And uh, yeah, I, last I checked, it it is no longer playing. Oh, but, uh, bummer. Yeah, it's a it's a scary treat. It's a nice little nice little horror flick. You know. Is it artsy, Jeremy? Is it a uh, is this, well, is it one of these prestige horror things? <laughs> I mean, it's like because uh, it's a twenty four. Is that why you're asking? Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. Uh, do you like that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think it's fine. Uh, yeah, I um, yeah, it def it, it's I I would say it's like no, I would say it just definitely wants to be that and. I think definitely think there's like some cool stuff in the movie, but it's 
it's no it's not like at the level of a hereditary or something but um it's pretty scary like i we enjoyed it we enjoyed it quite a bit okay yeah uh well this will be uh you know this next this final story that i've got for us this bit of news is uh will segue us into our discussion of bo is afraid Right. Uh, so I don't know if you heard about this, Jeremy. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix huh. is uh, going to be playing Napoleon. Oh yeah, big in time. a Ridley Scott picture. Yes, yes. Now uh, we're talking. Now first we're of talking all, my language. What are your thoughts? Do you think that's? Uh, are you excited for Joaquin as as Napoleon? Yeah. So um, I feel like. Napoleon as a um, as like the subject of a film has been a like has been sort of like a white whale for a lot of filmmakers like uh, Stanley Kubrick famously yep. was like trying to get a Napoleon movie off the ground and never did and so it's cool to see that they're finally doing a Napoleon movie Ridley Scott at the helm is a great choice. I feel like the last few things he's done has been really great. And it's like almost like he's been on another little, he's had a little uh, renaissance, if you will. And then I think like, if you watch the trailer, like I really like what they're doing with Joaquin Phoenix. Like he's, they're not trying to do like accents and stuff. Like he's just sort of like, he's keeping his American accent and then just playing the role that way, which I think is like, kind of a smart very interesting choice i think the art design looks great i mean the trailer just looks really spectacular i don't know if you've had a chance to watch it yet but i did not see the trailer i've just read a bit about the uh about the film yeah i'm very excited for it um you know uh always looking for a new kind of like i mean oppenheimer was sort of like this uh you know where it's like it's just about you know, a world villain or something, you know, like just almost like a, a big sprawling piece about somebody who was a megalomaniac and egomaniacal and blah, blah, blah. So it's, yeah, it's like, I'm into those, those, those types of films will always get me sort of excited, especially if it's like, you know, veteran performers in there sort of doing method acting. Um, yeah, yeah. What about you? What any any uh, excitement at all for Napoleon? Uh, I'm 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 uh, I'm interested. I'll see it. I like Ridley Scott. Uh, I like uh, Joaquin Phoenix's work. Uh, this this article. So I've always pictured Joaquin Phoenix uh, as you know when he's like approaching a a role of any kind mm-hmm. to be very like method and. Uh, almost like obsessive or something, maybe. Um, and that's just sort of like what what I have sort of like made up in my mind, like my mental image of what what he does to prepare right. for roles. And I came across this article on uh, Variety, the mm. website, and uh, Variety dot com, and uh, it's about how uh, so Ridley Scott uh, said that. Two weeks uh, before filming Napoleon, Joaquin Phoenix showed up and he said, I don't know what to do. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and there's this quote from uh, uh, Ridley Scott where he says, I'll say what? And Joaquin says, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, go, oh God, come, uh, come in, sit down. And we sat for 10 days all day taking scene by scene. In a sense, we rehearsed absolutely detail by detail. Yeah. So now I'm like, wait, Joaquin, like, this guy who in my mind is like just <laughs> obsessing over yeah. every single role two uh-huh. weeks before filming a movie <laughs> where he's playing Napoleon. Like there's uh-huh. just like probably super complex, like historical figure is just like, mm-hmm. I don't really know what I'm going to do yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't know. very kind of, kind of surprised me. I, um, yeah, not to plug another podcast on this podcast, but I listen to the A24 podcast sometimes, and they have a, uh, speaking of Bo is Afraid, they have a really great episode with Ari Aster and Joaquin Phoenix, like where they just have a conversation about Bo is Afraid. And they get into like some pretty heavy stuff in like kind of in details of like what they went through to, to, um, to film Bo is Afraid, uh, which, uh, yeah, we'll get into some of that, I'm sure, today when we talk about the movie, but. Um, one thing Joaquin Phoenix mentioned in that interview is that he's like that. He is just like that. Like he, you know, people have this idea of him that he's such a master, but really he's just doesn't really know. Like he comes in sort of like ready to kind of rehearse and play around and experiment. And he really, it, you know, well, he wants feedback. He like, li- he kind of like lives for feedback. So it's funny that you say that because I, after just listening to that interview, it kind of makes total sense to me. Um, just in that he's almost like, you know, he is as scared and nervous to make a movie as anyone else is. <laughs> um, but he always turns in great work. You know what I mean? He always yeah. turns in a great performance. And I think, I think there's just something about that, like, I, it, in a way, I almost feel like that's how everybody feels, but he's just brave enough to admit it. Does that make sense? Right. Like even the even the even like a Daniel Day Lewis, even like the best method actors are like still like I don't want this to suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're like they're like worried and nervous and they're unsure and it's unclear and they're you know you're if you're making something worth its salt, you're you're kind of going into the unknown a little bit. You know, so it's going to be a little nerve wracking and you're not going to always know exactly what's going on. But I love I I love that because that honesty, I bet you that leads to a really good performance. I bet you him approaching Ridley Scott and being like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. It's it's better than them getting on set with all this money and all these costumes and all the makeup on and you know, hundreds of million of millions of dollars a day, you know, filming this huge, big budget Hollywood project. It's better than going, getting all the way there and then wasting everyone's time because you don't have a good take on the character. Right. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like, that's, that's kind of cool that he, that he's willing to do that and willing to admit that. And also like, you know, willing to look like a, a, a little bit of a, a novice, or an amateur, like not like caring more about the work than looking bad is kind of interesting to me. But he's also a very intense guy. Like in that interview about Bo's Afraid, like it's it's not like he's not willing to go there. You know what I mean? Like he, he goes all kinds of places. He made himself pass out during the filming of that movie. 
Like he's just very committed. Hmm. But uh, but yeah, no, I I feel like I again just. I know not everybody liked the last couple of Ridley Scott projects. I super did, and I'm super excited for for this one. Um, I feel like, and it's coming out this year, I think. No. Uh yes, yes it is. Yeah. Um, yes, 2023. Uh, yeah, I yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is such a interesting like. Per- guy to me he's just he's so i've seen like a bunch of interviews with him and and stuff uh and i still like don't under he he's he's still like one of the most like curious people to me because i'm just still like don't understand what his thing is like right uh i saw him uh i saw don't worry he won't get far on foot the oh yeah great he stars in uh the gus van zandt movie that he stars in uh from 2018 and he uh him it was him gus van zandt and i think it was just them two after the movie at the arc light doing like a q a kind of a thing and i uh joaquin phoenix i remember he was like wearing sunglasses and i was like he was being kind of dismissive to like the moderator and some of the people, some of the questions people were asking. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I remember like, I, I just, I couldn't get what he was doing. I was like, is he an asshole? Is he trying yeah, to be right. funny? Is he just awkward? Is he nervous? Is he like, it, it's, he's just got such a weird vibe because he's such like a, I, I think he's like a classically just like a you know a very like good looking like gentleman kind of guy, <laughs> but he's so fucking weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, he's just right. like, uh, and he it, it, in some of the film like in the master and some of his performances he he's like so just down to do like whatever even if it you know is maybe humiliating or. Or could, could be humiliating for someone else or or whatever. Um, he's just like seems like he's just on board with like whatever the director or filmmaker's uh, direction is, which I think is cool. But uh, yeah, me too. I I you know I I feel like I kind of relate to that in a way. Like he seems like he's way better at the making of the movie part of it than he is about like the business or like the celebrity of it all. So, uh, you know, it seems like his priority is like, I want to go play around and make great movies and do good work. And I don't think uh, like, I don't think any actors have ever complained about him, but yeah, I agree. Like on talk shows and stuff, he just looks like he's either doesn't know what he's doing or he's intentionally being problematic or something. And it's like, you know, uh, it it would be awesome. I guess it would be much much more awesome if he was like super funny and charismatic in in public. But I do think he's like this I, I, the type of guy who just gets really freaked out and embarrassed about. Like, yeah, I don't know. To do actually, something in public. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like some of his performances, like it, you know, his performances, Bo or. Uh, who the character he plays in the master where I'm like, I don't know if I necessarily want that guy who plays that to be like, just like off camera is just like super funny and like jovial though. I think it's like, I don't know. There's something that it adds something to like all of his performances to me where I'm like, yeah, this guy, I don't know like what it is, but he, he's able to, uh, 
put out some like really great, just extremely weird performances. Uh, but anyway, I guess we'll segue yeah. into uh, Bo is Afraid. So this is Ari Aster's third feature. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, we we recently rebranded. We did do a series on Ari Aster back in uh, 2019, I think. Um, right. Same podcast feed. Just scroll on back. Uh, right after we covered all the Chucky movies, we did the uh, uh, Ari Aster films, and uh, I, I I think we liked both of them a lot. I think we uh, Midsommar and uh, what's the what's the name of the other one? Hereditary. Hereditary. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I had kind of like forgotten about. Ari Aster movies because I feel like I when we when we did that series I just like hit the Ari Aster interviews and like you know dissecting his movies so hard for like a brief period of time right. where yeah, I was we just watched his his short films too yeah as well you know yeah which are most of them are are, are quite good but he uh, when Bo is Afraid came out I remember thinking like I remember reading about it and thinking like oh man this is Okay, I remember what it was like to like watch Midsommar and like watch it and rewatch it and like read all these theories about it and uh, you know just how like deep down the rabbit hole I got uh, with that movie. Right. And I yeah. and I thought like I'm probably that's probably going to happen with Bo is Afraid, so I just kept kind of putting it off <laughs> a little bit. Right. Yeah. Because I was like, this is going to be a, an investment for me uh, mentally. <laughs> and not to mention the movies themselves, like Hereditary and Midsommar are like m- emotionally draining to watch. Yeah. That, I mean, because they're not just horror films. They're emo- emotionally, like you said, emotionally draining um, horror films, you know. Uh, so they have this like they have this like vibe about them that's like also very like exhausting and people are crying and there's a lot of. Uh, family drama about <laughs> relationship drama about you know yeah and uh just a lot of just absolute horrible stuff uh in all of these <laughs> movies really <laughs> just some yeah, like sure. really terrible things uh to witness and uh yeah so Bo is afraid anyway uh i did not see it in theaters but you did am i correct that's right yeah saw it opening day i think Nice. Uh, what was uh, what was the crowd like at the Bo is Afraid opening day versus the Barbie opening day? Um, similar, you know. I feel like okay. uh, a lot of the same people. The, I think so. It's just like it's you know because where I live, it's like Glendale or whatever, and it's like you know people going to see the mo- going to the movies are a lot of times just like. You know, like by age, maybe a little younger, hipster, you know, you know, coming in from Los Feliz, coming in from Silver Lake, like, you know, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, bar- the Barbie crowd was, you know, getting in costume. I don't think anyone wore any costumes for Bo's Afraid. <laughs> I did see somebody show up as a giant nutsack, but that was for a different movie. <laughs> so I don't know. Um yeah, so uh, people were into it though. It was it was it was very funny. So like people were laughing throughout. People were obviously 
screaming at the appropriate times when and not really because this isn't really a scary movie we should preface um this is a more of a like shocking movie i would say like there's a lot of parts of this movie that are just like big like shock and awe moments where people are like gasping in the theater um so all around a, a good time i don't get the sense that everybody leaving the movie liked the movie <laughs> yeah if that makes sense um uh i however me and me and my wife very much enjoyed Bo was afraid and my wife i think even a little more than i me maybe really liked it yeah i uh rented this movie and uh watched it on my uh, twelve-inch phone, my twelve-inch phone, and yeah, I no, I uh, I have a lot to say about this movie because I, I I will say that I really like this movie. I think this movie kicks ass. Uh, I so so one of the major differences that I've noticed, and I thought you know I kind of expected like okay, well first of all I had heard some of the buzz beforehand. You know, right. uh, and I had seen people whose opinions I respect say that they liked it, and other people whose opinions I respect say that they hated it. Mm. And I was like, "All right, well, this is going to be an interesting, an interesting one." And uh, the first thing I noticed, I guess, is that this movie is like it's more like episodic than like a narrative, like story, like in hereditary or midsummer. Uh, and I think it took me a little while to settle into that. Mm -hmm. Um, the idea of walking Phoenix in a Ari Aster movie kind of rules. And I was just stoked for that in general. Um, I was, uh, Lost my train of thought a little bit, but um, the subject of the movie—it's—it's it's one of those. And the, uh, Midsommar was like this, and Hereditary was like this. Where I'm at the end of it, I was like thinking, "Okay, that was awesome and terrible uh, at the same time." Like terrible in terms of like I saw a ton of just disgusting shit that that I wish yeah. I'd never seen but it was also like an incredible you know work of art and I have no idea what the hell it means at all um and I really didn't do like a whole I did a little bit of the like looking at like reddit for a little while afterwards just see what people thought about it and after a while I was like I kind of don't care <laughs> like right, I don't right, know I yeah. kind of like uh got to a point with uh, this movie, even while I was watching it, where I stopped, I just sort of like let it take me where, where it where it wanted to go, and uh, I think that's the way to watch it. It's uh, definitely uh, not for everyone. I could see why someone would really hate this movie and like not enjoy their experience with it i the thing that i really like about this movie is i uh relate to it unfortunately (laughs) yeah (laughs) someone with like anxiety and ocd and you know i've Mm -hmm. had like uh probably bordered on like agoraphobia in the past you know fear just fear of like just leaving your home and yeah uh a lot of the stuff like 
uh, I thought was my interpretation of the movie as I was watching it was like, I felt better about myself after I watched this movie because I was like, well, this movie is, it's almost like a comedically ridiculous, like fantasy of what, what someone, you know, who is just riddled with anxiety is, is afraid that real life actually is. You know, yeah, and it's right. just like so over the top. It's just like everything in this movie, when it starts to see, feel like a little bit real, it's just something like uh, something just absolutely ridiculous happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it just doesn't stop. Like it just, there's there's no point where um, you, you, you ever get like a full like breath of, you know, fresh air or like, you you don't get to fully relax during this movie at all. <laughs> uh and I don't know. It's just intense. It's it's it fucking rules. But uh I don't know. Right. I, I'm just like kinda like rambling about it now. I'm looking through some of the stills of it. Um Yeah. I mean I'll like it was interesting going into this movie after the other two films, which I think are of a pair, right? Like Hereditary and Midsommar are at the end of the day, they are, you know, different subgenres within horror, but both very much horror films. And this movie is a little bit harder to like place, and it's a little bit harder to describe. I think you did a good job of by saying it's like episodic, almost like an Oh Brother, Where Art Thou kind of a thing. Except this is much less like narratively recognizable. You know, the movie is sort of like each sequence you're going to not quite be able to place, I think, which is like part of the film's strength is you're going to see a lot of stuff in this movie you've never seen before, Mm. which I, which I, you know, is very commendable, always super commendable. Like, you know, uh, the, I think I'm thinking about like the play that takes place inside the forest that whole sequence is something that you're you're never going to see you've never seen before and you're never going to see that again like something kind of like that that takes that shape and has that outcome and all that um weirdly enough i think this is supposed to be kind of more of a comedy than anything else and it and it is pretty funny like nathan lane and amy uh, uh, ryan in the film are very funny oh yeah they're great yeah. And and Joaquin is kind of doing a comedic performance in this. It's it, like his performance is also very funny and very strange. Um Patty Lapone yes is great in the movie. Uh obviously Parker Posey, who I'm obsessed with, is just like so good in it even though they're only in it for like a second. Um yeah, the movie looks great as well. It uh, sounds great. I think that um, there's something about the movie that feels almost intentionally combative or like it's almost like daring you to like the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like anytime you get settled into something, it changes direction completely. And I think that that's a really brave thing to do. You know, especially right now when it's in seemingly in cinema, everything is so homogenized and feels so similar uh, that it's, you know, it's pretty rare you get something that's even kind of unique, let alone this unique. 
which I would argue, like you said, is like, this movie does not care at all if you like it. This movie is like, it's on its own wavelength. It's for the freaks. It's for the, the freakies out there. And, um, and it does so very confidently. It is a bummer to see a, a, an effort like this be a box office bomb. That is one of the things about the film that if you go on Wikipedia, it's in like the preamble, like little notes about the film is that like positive reviews from critics, but was a box office bomb grossing only $11 million off of a $35 million budget. Um, which is a bummer, you know, like uh, there's a world where I think this movie makes more than that. Um, uh, but it not, uh, but you know, it also kind of, we live in a different time than maybe like, I don't know, the late nineties or the seventies or something when like this film would have maybe thrived more. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the original, uh, title for the movie is called disappointment Boulevard, by the way. <laughs> I read about that. Which, yeah. Which I don't know if I, I kind of like that maybe even a little better. I don't know, but, uh, but yeah, it's uh. Anyway, uh, can you imagine the headlines though? If that's what it was called, all the like snobby like critics that didn't like it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, pretty funny. Disappointment Boulevard. They'd be like more like disappointment. Bull- Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. I don't know. It's. 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 I mean. My my expectation going into this was I was like, okay, well, Hereditary was like his big breakout movie, Ari Aster, and then uh, Midsommar was, you know, uh, pretty well received, uh, and so I figured uh, Bo is Afraid is either going to be like, um, I guess the, the third movie is going to really like... Uh, give us uh, a clue into like what the rest of Ari Aster's career is going to be like as a direct, as a filmmaker, because you know, he's had this success in like the indie film space and then he's got this big, yeah. you know, uh, successful, like crazy weird horror movie, uh, Midsommar. And it's like, well, is he gonna, is he gonna do, you know, what's been working or is he gonna be one of those filmmakers who is like not afraid to do something just totally, uh, totally different and insane, and 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 you know, it my 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 as I was watching this movie, I was like, "There's no way this movie isn't this story isn't like just extremely personal for him or something." Right, right. Um, is something that he's just like extremely passionate about because it's just extremely specific, and I think anyone who is like. Uh, Anyone who who is involved in making this movie who uh, would have expected that this would be like, you know, some huge like box office success would be uh, perhaps delusional, I think, because mm-hmm. this is, is this movie is just like riddled with things that make everybody uncomfortable. I Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, and a yeah, lot of people yeah. don't go to the movies for that kind of a thing. Even pe- even the people that like watched like and enjoyed Midsommar or even Hereditary, like yeah, there's some really like messed up stuff in in those movies, uh, and a lot of terrible uh, imagery and stuff. But uh, I don't know. There's there's something more like uh, 
per like personal about this movie or something or like more uh specific that mm-hmm. uh is just really uh not like enjoyable to uh necessarily sit through but sure. you and i jeremy we're freaks and uh yeah. our listeners are, are are freaks as well that like this kind of stuff so what do you think of like the the you know uh the the moment that everyone is talking about the uh, the giant penis shaped monster in the attic. Oh yeah, I I mean, <laughs> it, it, fun, very fun part of the film. I think that like that was definitely a moment that I felt like there was like it felt okay. So I mean, this is a little bit into the my crit- my personal criticisms of the movie is that like the movie is like really really long, and like. It's sort of exhausting, and by the time we get to the pe- big penis shape thing, I'm like, I've seen so much crazy stuff already. I don't care about this <laughs> actually <laughs> that much. Uh, so I my my remedy would be like I would either have cut that or the final scene with like Richard with like a yeah Richard Kind, and it's like sort of like a court case where he's like on the yeah. boat. You know what I'm talking about? Like it just felt like one thing too many or something, and like we're already off in like cuckoo land. So it just felt, I guess for me, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I like the penis. I, if I would like the penis better, if the movie was shorter, but I, I, I reckon I might, you know, what did you, how did, what did you think of that big, big old dongaroo? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I thought it was crazy. I, I agree. Yeah. I think that would be a great place to end the movie. Um, yeah. I, my initial reaction when I was watching it was like, what? I, I, because I, I, you know, had rented it. I uh, went back because I was like, did one of those like cartoon character, like, where I like shook my head back and forth a bunch uh-huh. of times really fast. Uh, yeah. And then there were like little, you know, little stars floating around my head for a while. I rewinded <laughs> it, right. rewatched the scene, and I was like, oh, that really, uh, okay, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, and, I think the rest of the movie, I was still like processing it. <laughs> I was like, "What the f- sure. like what?" Uh, and I I couldn't make heads or tails of whether I liked it or not. Uh, and then afterwards, when I was reading all of these like nerds on Reddit uh, talk about how the they they hated the the penis monster part, mm-hmm. then I was like, "Okay, I I like it now because yeah, all yeah, of these like, nerds I, yeah. hate it." <laughs> Nothing will get me to like something more than listening to pretentious losers hate something. <laughs> Um, here's something I would love to talk about too, but kind of, you know, definitely before we wrap, but like, so there's something going on in this movie. And this is something my wife pointed out to me, uh, that is like, this movie also, I don't know. And I this might be, this also might be like, um, confirmed with other things that you were reading, Eric, but like this movie, all it, it seems to, on top of just being about what it's about, seems to be about Ari Aster's film career as well. Hmm. Uh, the, the way that we know this is because there's so many ties back in his, in this movie, back to his other previous work of which there's only really two films. Mm-hmm. but like it, it, it's just like way too many coincidences to be to not mean something so for example like the mom dies from decapitation mm-hmm. like that's a hereditary reference 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 orphans of the forest, very much like a Midsommar reference. The man at the end who like jumps off of a cliff and get his gets his face smashed on a rock. Oh yeah, <laughs> very much a Midsommar reference. And there's like more than that. There's like a ton in the movie, and it's like my question is like, what? Why? Or what? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually didn't pick up on on that stuff, but I'm uh, I like the idea of it. I like uh, I hope he continues to do that. I hope he continues to just do li- little nods to like other His things other in the Ari Aster movies. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, yeah I, I would say weird. that, like, there are filmmakers out there who have made, uh, you know, like, 80 movies and have never had a character uh, jump off of a cliff uh, yeah. and land on their <laughs> face. So, yeah. uh... <laughs> you yeah, have to dude. think that it's intentional. But, uh... Right. Yeah. Huh. No, I don't know. I th- This is one where, as much as, like... Uh, as much as a, of a... Just, like, emotionally you know, draining watch this was for me. Mm-hmm. It was still one where at the end of it was like, yeah, I'm going to watch that again. That was great. Right. Uh, yeah. Probably right. not for a while, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, there's, uh, something too about like some of the characters that Ari Aster comes up with are like too real. You know what I mean? Like the the daughter character uh, it, of uh, Amy Ryan and uh, the other guy who like you know drinks the paint or whatever. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. It's like that's yeah. that's like th- that character is like too realistic. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like sure, you're not sure. supposed to do that in movies. You're not supposed to make them like so realistic that it feels like it's real and it's like when they the character drinks paint, it's like the most horrifying thing in the world you can't do that Ari Aster you have to it's a movie you're supposed to make us uh you're supposed to make it fake seeming so we don't get yeah. uh get scared I know <laughs> yeah I know uh that paint scene was one of my favorites I think just because it was so like it was just so I didn't think they were going to see so much of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a lot. You see her like gulping the paint and you're just like, ah! <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, Bo is afraid, Jeremy. Uh, I, you know, I would like to uh, allow Bo is afraid into the Flick City Museum. I think, oh, though, absolutely. we're going to have to open a special uh, section of the museum uh, for demented films like this uh i'm gonna call it the dungeon the dungeon of the flick city museum is where uh a lot of the you know the the very good but also just extremely twisted movies are gonna end up Mm -hmm. you think of that yeah gosh i love twisted stuff yeah say hey maybe it'll maybe saw x will be in there who knows oh dude maybe i mean the thing about movies these days is now that I, I mean, because I have this AMC pass, I'm watching every single movie that comes out, baby. I don't care if it looks good or not. Oh yeah, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing everything. You think I won't see that, that, that Saw movie? You're wrong. I'll see that whole thing. I might even go watch it twice, even if I hate it. Uh, well, if you hate it, you you don't have to see it twice. But 
But well, I can for free. That's true. That is true. <laughs> uh, so Jeremy, it's been a great time uh, chatting with uh, you yeah. here on the uh, official podcast of Flick City. Uh, we do have that Patreon going on. It's still a Spielberg summer over there, and we've got uh, years worth of bonus content for you to listen to for five. American smackaroos. We do right. accept American currency in Flick City. Um, we are, uh, you know, we're working on, uh, you know, uh, the other uh, denominations uh, as well. But at the, at the moment, U.S. currency is preferred in Flick City. Uh, just head on over to patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. You can get in there on that uh, on that action. And uh, uh, follow us on Twitter. At Hubie Halloween one, mm-hmm. I think I was gonna change. I think I'm just gonna keep it at Hubie Halloween one. I've said it so many times on this damn <laughs> podcast. Uh, hey, but yeah, I, and, hey, I ain't complaining. You know, yeah, whatever. I mean, twi- X, Twitter, who knows anymore? <sighs> yeah, uh, we we gotta get on Blue Sky. Are you in Blue Sky yet? Uh, no. I mean, I just got on uh, f- uh MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> Well behind. Uh, You know what? It's been a great episode. Thanks for listening. And Norma, I'll see you in my dreams.